Welcome to The Secrets of the Self-Made, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of some of the most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs and self-made individuals. Join us as we delve into the stories of those who have achieved great success, uncovering the secrets that allowed them to overcome challenges, push through obstacles, and ultimately achieve their dreams. From business magnets to creative geniuses, we explore the traits, habits, and mindsets that set these individuals apart and offer valuable insights and practical advice for anyone seeking to achieve their own success. Sit back, relax, and prepare to discover the secrets of the self-made. Welcome back to the secrets of the self-made. Today we have Mark Barnes, who is a lifetime educator. We can all relate, right? We're either lifetime learners or lifetime educators, but he's an educator, an entrepreneur, and the co-author of Hacking Life After 50, a book that will be coming out mid-September. So I'm so excited to have him. He um, really talks about father time and living a long life, a life full of healthy um, and joy and like really making the most of your days. So he's on the quest to live past 100 years old and bring anyone else who's interested along for the ride. So Mark, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you. Oh, it is my pleasure, Tracy. And, I, and I'm really excited too. And I appreciate that intro because uh, yeah, we're, we're on the journey uh, to a healthy hundred. That's what I always like to say. Oh. So, you know, people go, what do you mean a hundred? Oh my God, those, that could be bad. But no, we're on our journey to a healthy hundred. And I'm excited to be here to, uh, to talk all about it and, and whatever else you like to chat about. Yeah. So, well, tell me, like, what even got you interested? I'm, I'm guessing when you turned 50 or, you know, sometime thereafter, you recognized the value in not just living a long life, but living a healthy life. And um, but tell us a little bit more about, you know, why this became kind of the focus of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're you're spot on. 50 is is really, a, you know, was kind of a, a pivotal number. And, um, you know, even going back before 50, uh, a part of this is that I have epilepsy. So I, I do take um, medication for a seizure disorder and it, they're very heavy medications and they come with tons of side effects. And I've been dealing with that for a very long time. And, and fortunately they work, I'm seizure free, but, you know, the side effects can be very difficult. One of the big side effects with a lot of anti-seizure medications is uh, problems with diet. Uh, always being hungry, uh, eating too much, gaining weight quickly. So, you know, I, I got to a point where, again, close to 50, uh, I was at my my heaviest weight in my life. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually 30 pounds less now. So, you know, you imagine, I always tell people, I'm like, imagine strapping a 30 pound weight on your back and walking around with that. And, you know, it wasn't about how I looked. I mean, even my, my wife said, you know, I don't, I don't think you look bad or anything like that. Um, of course, she probably wouldn't be honest about that anyways. But, <laughs> but um, you know, it, it was more just about the way I felt. And, and I thought, man, I just don't really feel great. And I was tired. And, and back then I was still a classroom teacher. And, uh, you know, it was tough. 
So that was a kind of a turning point. And then I thought, you know, I had young kids and, and I thought, man, I, I want my kid, I want to see my kids grow up. If they get married and have children, I want to be around for that. And I had elderly parents and, and I saw them declining very rapidly. And I, I thought, man, I, I don't want to be like that. I want to, I want to live long and I want to live healthy and I want a lot of joy. So I started making some incremental changes and, um, you know, the, the small changes stacked up over time and uh, ultimately became pretty significant changes. And now, you know, I live a completely different lifestyle. And I like to say, I tell people, you know, it maybe it's exaggerating. I said, but I, I feel like I'm healthier now and have a better mindset than I did maybe back in my 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what did you learn? Um, because I know that you like creating the hacks, which of course is going to hook people's attentions. You know, everybody's looking for what, tell me what to do. Um, I'm super curious if, you know, the doing is on the, you know, physical side, or is it on the mental side? Is it on the emotional side? Or is it all of it, you know, combined? So let, tell us what does that mean to you? Well, I'll tell you, Tracy, knowing what I know about you and your show and your listeners and everything you do in coaching, uh, I I think you're going to appreciate this because you really said all of it just now. It it isn't one thing, and and that's really what I've learned over time through research and and practice. Because you know, I like to say right away, disclaimer: I'm, you know, I'm not a physician. I'm I'm not a nutritionist. I don't have any kind of licenses that make someone go, oh, well, he knows more than someone else. What I am is as an educator, a longtime researcher. So constantly learning. We talked about that up front. Lifelong learner, right? Mm -hmm. And and someone who looks at things and says, how will this work? What's the science behind it? For one, is it backed um, by anyone who who knows anything? Because that's important. And we really do in our book, we really promote, talk to your physician, listen to the medical community. We're going to share some things that work for us try them, but make sure you know that it's the best thing for you. So it's just important to say that stuff up front. So I started reading, watching videos, taking courses, listening to people and trying things. So it it started with diet. In our book, we, although we do use the word diet, we we try not to (laughs) focus on diet. We're not promoting any kind of a fad diet, anything, really any diet at all. What we say is that the the medical profession uh, and the health and fitness profession, the experts, although they will disagree on many things, they mostly universally agree that if you can put things that were grown in the ground into your body, more than other things, you're, you're going to get healthy. You're going to feel better. You're going to fight off a lot of disease. So that was big for me. And one of the things is I didn't used to eat fruits and vegetables. You know, I was really, I, I was on that standard American diet, you know, fast food, you know, the potato chips, the, the soft drinks, the things that are not healthy. And um, I was like, wow, how am I going to get fruits and vegetables into my diet when it's not something I've ever done? And we write about this in a book and you mentioned hacks, you know, the, the, um, the hack learning style is here's a problem and here's a solution that maybe you haven't thought of. And it's also very incremental. It's things you can do today. Okay. So 
I was like, well, what am I going to do about this? Well, my wife, who's actually a good inspiration for me because she was into health and fitness long before I was, she was so into the smoothie and she blended smoothies all the time. And I just couldn't get it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not seeing it. So she liked the green smoothie. She said, if you don't, if you, if the green smoothie is not appealing to you, why don't we try something else? So I started tinkering around with her help. And um, ultimately, long story short, I, I came to um, a blend that was great for me. And, and it includes some, uh, some greens, spinach mainly, sometimes power greens, which have a mix of other great things. These are superfoods. These are the things, if you look up superfood, it'll tell you all of the great impact of these things. Um, mixed berries, you know, on the fruit side, all fruits good, but the, the, the berries are really the healthiest, mm -hmm. uh, put those in there, put a little collagen peptide, which adds some protein and is great for skin and hair and things that, you know, after fifties are concerned about, um, some seeds, seeds are great. The flax seed, the chia seed, all of that stuff. You put all that in there, um, uh, a little kefir, which is a probiotic, and you can get those flavored. Sometimes people go, oh, that doesn't taste good. Uh, and, you know, it's a little bit like a milk and you can get it flavored. I, I freeze that and blend it up. And I got to tell you, that was a great start. So I started drinking those daily and um, I started feeling better, you know? So, so then again, incrementalism is something we preach in Hacking Life after 50. If you try something big, you, you, you mostly fail, right? That's why most diets don't work. You know, so um, I, I said, okay, well, what's next? So then I just started working these things into my diet and cutting back on the things that were unhealthy in a small way. So diet was a huge one uh, and, and, and movement, exercise. And then you mentioned the mental, the emotional. Um, I used to think that mindfulness and meditation was just something that some crazy person made up. And, but what did I do? Once I had someone in the medical field promote it, I, I listened and then I started researching and then I practiced and I said, well, let me lean into this. I started with a little meditation daily for just a minute. Well, you know, that's grown over time and, uh, and, and it's just a marvelous way. I start my day every day, some deep breathing, some meditation. It's just a phenomenal way to ease in. So those are some of the changes I made, uh, although we don't, you know, it's not so much that we preach weight loss, but for me, it was a goal. And, and, you know, um, I lost 30 pounds in about two years and, and I started adding some, some muscle back and, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to 60. So, you know, to be able to reclaim muscle from earlier years, um, moving and, and just feeling great. Uh, it, it's a, it's an amazing transformation. Yeah. So you are measuring your results based on how you're feeling, kind of what you're seeing on the scale, um, muscle definition or strength, any other measurements that you're. Yeah. Well, you know, we, um, we, we do promote some tech in the book and we, we try to be agnostic. You know, we, we say you have to find what works for you. We're not getting paid by anyone to promote a certain thing, but we say, try things and find what works for you. So for me, I don't like to wear anything on my wrist. I've never worn a watch in my life. I don't want anything on my wrist. 
So um, for me, it's the ring. This is an aura ring. If people are watching, people listening can't see it. I'm pointing to my finger. <laughs> um, and and you know, and I know you're a fan. And and we talk about wearable technology as a way to measure results. And and in our book, Hacking Life After Fifty, you know, my co-author James Sturdivant and I, we do talk about the value of of measurement. And and you know, you mentioned the scale. And again, you know, we're not we're not all about hey, you need to lose or gain or whatever. It's just it's something that you have to match to your own personal goals. Right. So I'm on a scale every week. You know, I have a set day, a set time in the morning, get out of bed. I'm on the scale and I track it. So in addition to the aura ring, which tracks, you know, almost everything, including, you know, sleep and activity and breathing and just all of the important things. Um, I also have my, um, my, my iPhone um, attached my health app and I record my weight there. So, you know, I have the things that are helping me. The the nice thing about the uh, wearable tech and any application you use is you can set up alerts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even on my Aura Ring, I, I actually have a movement alert, you know, where in, it, it's easy today to, to be sedentary, mm -hmm. you know, certainly after 50s, it, you tend to get more sedentary, especially if you're retired, you don't have a lot going on. It's easy to sit around and do nothing. I mean, I still work, but, you know, I do work a lot sitting down on my laptop and I have a, a reminder set up. I get pinged on my phone. Hey, it's time to move. Yeah, uh, We promote that. It's really important. So, yeah. you know, if, if you, if you want to be a certain weight, you know, get on a scale once a week, keep an eye out. If, if you want to move more, try the tech. Uh, even if you don't get a wearable tech, you know, you've, if you've got an echo device, you know, which are hugely popular, you can, you can say, Hey. I can't say her name because it'll. It's, she's right next to me. You know, <laughs> everybody knows who the Echo device is called. Yeah. You can say, "Hey, you know, remind me to do something at a certain time," or set a countdown if you tend to sit for a long time. Set a countdown, and on that countdown, get up and move, even if it's standing up. You know. Yeah, yeah. All so, of those okay. things are key. So um, that's great advice on how to be reminded and how to measure um, from a physical standpoint. Do you have any sort of emotional or mental kind of um, hacks? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I talked about the importance of, of meditation and, and deep breathing for me. You know, I, I mentioned having epilepsy, which is something I, I cope with and will most likely for the rest of my life. And I've learned to, to cope with that. Also, at the end of 2021, uh, my entire family got COVID. And, um, and fortunately, everyone got through that. But uh, I struggled with, you know, residuals, uh, long haul COVID mm. for about six months. Mm. And, uh, you know, back then doctors really didn't, I mean, I'm not sure they know that much now, but they didn't know what to do. You know, I mean, I, I saw doctors and they said, you know, we don't know that much about this. We're not sure what to tell you. So I, again, I, as an educator and a researcher, what did I do? I just started reading everything I could. And I started engaging with community, which is another thing we talk about in hacking life after 50 in, engagement with people is super important. And there's actual, there's, there's studies on this now about how people who live a long life, that quest to get to 100, a healthy 100, 
you know, people who do that, they're involved with community. They engage with people. They're very social. What I looked for is let, let me get into some communities and there's tons of them on social media for people who are suffering from the same thing. And it doesn't matter what it is. If you're suffering from something, any kind of ailment, whether it's mental or physical, you can find groups. I mean, obviously find people close to you as well, but you can find groups on social media to engage with. And the key there is it isn't, I'm not looking for lifelong friends in those groups, but I'm looking for information. And, and people are telling their stories. And there were so many stories of people who were struggling like I was. You saw common denominators, extreme fatigue. I couldn't work. I had four or five months. I could not work. At what we're doing now, I couldn't do. Uh, I couldn't focus. You could ask me a question and I would be like, what, what did you ask me? I'm, I'm you know, no focus at all. Um, and, and other things as well. And you hear people tell your stories and then invariably somebody says, well, what's working for you? So that was really big for me because a lot of people talked about for one um, diaphragmatic breathing was a big one that I saw coming up over and over and over and over again. And I really didn't understand what that was. So again, I went to my doctor, I went to other resources, I learned about it, I watched videos of practitioners, and that became a routine daily. It was a daily routine. Now, back then, it was all about feeling better and trying to get past, you know, the, the residuals of COVID, uh -huh. but, but it stuck with me. And, you know, you've heard me use the word incrementalism, uh, which is so important because uh -huh. The, the best way to create habits, lasting habits, is to work from small increments and grow over time. And, uh, and, and you know, I mean, there's, there's so much out there about, well, how many times you have to do something before it's a habit or how long you have to do something before it's a habit. One of the big things for me, and I think for other people I've talked to, is to start small and to grow over time. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, so for my health, I, I integrated deep breathing exercises every single day. Um, I, uh, people talked about, um, meditation and, and said, you know, I, I really, there's so much anxiety in, in, you know, something like long COVID or other things as well that are debilitating. They come with anxiety. Um, you know, we, we have a great story in our book about a, a cancer survivor. And he talked a lot about how anxiety was a big part of it and it creates stress and stress is not healthy. It's toxic, you know? So meditation was a big one. So I learned again, I watched videos, I read books, I had a book, there's, a, you know, how, how to start. And it was like a 21 day lesson, how to start meditating. And, um, and it's just become a big part of my life. So I talked about reminders, I don't really need a reminder for those things. Because I built them over time and over years now. And, yeah. and it's a part of every single day of our of my life in our book. Um, we have uh, in the hack section, another chapter section that's really popular in this hack learning series is we call what you can do tomorrow. So every hack solution for a problem has a, a what you can do tomorrow, because we want to give people things now we want right now things we don't want to say, hey, wait, three years or, you know, whatever. So we actually outline uh, as if it were a video, how to start deep breathing and meditating right now, literally in the book, it says, set the book down and do this. So, you know, wow. these are things that people can do. And, and some of the things you might've thought, eh, I don't know about that. Or, you know, I, I, that seems crazy to me. Or I breathe anyways, right. Automatically I breathe. 
But I'll tell you, if you're breathing the, the, the wrong way can be bad for you and the right way can add years to your life. And mm -hmm. a little bit of mindfulness and meditation every day can improve your mood and make you happy and happiness adds years to your life. Yeah. So it's all of these things stacked together that I think help you live a long, healthy and joy-filled life. Yeah. So your book comes out mid-September mm -hmm. and where will it be sold? Well, it'll be everywhere. Uh, the, the book is, um, this is part of a, a new Times 10 publications uh, originally did books only for teachers and school leaders and, and the hack learning series it was, was aimed at that. It's like help educators solve problems. And, you know, I was a teacher, so I've written in that series, been a big part of that series. And um, times 10 said, what if we take this problem solving format, which has been so popular uh, around the world. Um, and, you know, with books translated into multiple languages, they said, what if we take this and we write books that anybody can read, not just teachers and school leaders. So, um, this, this book, Hacking Life After 50, will be the first in now what's called the Hack Learning Life series. So it was just a Hack Learning series for teachers. Now it's Hack Learning Life. And uh, it, it'll be everywhere. It'll be on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, available in libraries, stores. And uh, we're, we're super excited about it. We can't wait because we, we think it's, um, you know, I like to, I want to say game changer for people and it isn't just after 50s. I think people in their 30s and 40s and anybody who want who says, well, I want to live long too, you know? Yeah, yeah. get a head strategies start. Strategies right? are there. Get a head start. I tell my kids, my, my, my son's almost 21. And I said, you need to start now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So every chapter has a, what can you do tomorrow uh, section? Yeah. And you mentioned the meditation. Uh, give us your favorite outside of the meditation. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's easy. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I, I want to say, I'm actually not going to do my favorite. I'm going to give you my second favorite because, okay. because my favorite is about sleep, but, um, and I know you've talked about sleep on your show and you've had people who've talked about sleep on your show. So, um, and I'm, I'm sure there's many times you guys have talked about diet and things too, because you do so much in, you know, health and fitness and self-made, right? I love it. Mm -hmm. But I, but I, I'm going to go to what we, we actually call mastering meal planning. And, and that's because again, we don't love the word diet and we, we don't want to promote a diet. Um, so what we promote is mastering your own meal planning. And my, my favorite pieces of this, and I'll give you some of the what you can do tomorrows. So obviously, I said already, we, we go with what's universally accepted. And, and it's really eat mostly plant-based. We don't say be a vegetarian, be a vegan, none of that. We don't say don't ever have a burger. We talk about balance. But if, if you can use the 80-20 rule, we think that's, that's what works for us. It works for people we've read about and talked about in the after 50s world and before. If you can eat 80% healthy and, and, you know, and we, we define a little bit of what we believe or what we know to be healthy. And then 20% of the time, you know, have at it, have your pizza, have your burgers, whatever it is you like, but again, keep it in moderation. One of my favorite, what you can do tomorrow's, and I will tell you, this is right out of my own experience is the, one of the easy ways to change, and you know, change comes in small increments, we've said, 
is before you say, I'm going to go to the smoothie or I'm going to do whatever to get more fruits and vegetables in my diet, let's start eliminating the things that are bad. Some, not all, but let's eliminate them. Here's one of my favorite, what you can do tomorrow is if you're a fast food person, if you, if you can't get away from the, the, the joints, the burger joints, the, the lattes, whatever, if think about your, your daily route in your car, if you drive to work, if you're driving to the salon, wherever you might be headed, you typically pass the place you go to. This was me. When I was a classroom teacher, I passed a breakfast place that made a sandwich that I loved and it was extremely unhealthy. <laughs> and you remember early on, I was talking about when my weight was up and when I wasn't feeling great, I was going there every single day, every day. And they had the two breakfast sandwiches for a dollar. Now, you know, so you can't just get one, Tracy, <laughs> you know, you get two. Mm -hmm. So, um, what I did when I, and this is another one I talked about, you know, my journey with the smoothies and just the small increments. One of the first things I did is I changed my route to work and I said, I'm not going that way. Mm -hmm. And I picked a different way and it might've taken me two, three minutes out of my way, but I didn't pass any of that. So it, it, that was an easy fix. And again, you know, in, in the, the, the hack learning model, that's really what it's about. We provide what we believe are truly simple, practical strategies and that a lot of people don't think of. You drive by something, it's like your car just steers itself into there, right? You know, <laughs> I got to have that latte, you know? Um, if you don't see it, your car can't drive itself there. So that was one. Uh, another one we talk a lot about is, is, um, inventorying your cupboards at home and uh, take the things and it's, it's going to be something you love. So I'm, I'm not going to lie and say it's super easy. It's practical. <laughs> it's not super easy. Inventory those cupboards. What are the things that are tough for you that you know are not good? And again, we, we define them a little bit in the book uh, and we don't go crazy with the science and all of the you know, the different kinds of sugars and carbs and all of that. Um, just here are the things, you know, aren't good for you. You know, if it comes in a bag or a can, you, know, you can pretty much bet that it's not good for you. Right. Um, if you can go into those cupboards and eliminate some of those things, uh, that's a great place to start. And, and again, it, thinking incrementally start with one and it's a challenge. We say in the book, do it now, go, go now, set your book down pick one thing. You know, if you've got the big bag of chips that you just, you know, you're going to grab and you're going to be on your downtime eating chips, take them out, get rid of them. We literally say, throw them away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll thank, you'll thank us later. Right. So those are, those are a couple of, of really simple things around nutrition. You know, we talk a lot about hydration. Um, you know, um, there's a, we, we quote one of the uh, one of the famous, I don't know if the CDC or another one of the medical associations that actually have studied um, hydration and say that half, we're talking half the people on the planet get less than the daily intake of water that they should get the minimum. And the minimum is only about one or one and a half liters. And, and that's not a lot. I mean, you're talking, that's probably about 30 ounces 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think a liter is 33 ounces. We listeners can check my math. They're going to their phones right now. Let's check. Is he right? Um, and, and, you know, you think about that, that's not a lot, you know, I mean, for me, that was a part of my transformation is, you know, I'm, I, I'm at, I try to get to four liters, you know, um, 120, 130 ounces of water a day. Yeah. And I just, I just drink water all day. I have it with me all day. There's an app for that, by the mm-hmm. way, <laughs> if you want to track water intake and you can just click, it'll give you like four ounces, eight ounces, 16 ounces. You drink it, you click it and you can anytime say how many ounces have I had today? Yeah. So that's another quick fix, you know, um, drink more water. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. Um, I know for sure a lot of my listeners love the very actionable, easy to do incremental steps. So no doubt your book is going to be, um, well-received. So I'm excited for mid-September to come so I can get my hands on it as well. Um, anything else that you would like to share with our listeners, something that um, you have found to be uh, a little intriguing and unexpected when you, when you're talking to people and, and you really recognize like people's eyes light up and they're like, Oh, I never thought of that. Cause I feel like those are those little <laughs> nuggets that we don't even bring to the table because it seems so obvious to us, but we, we quickly recognize that. Um, it's not obvious to everybody. Anything that yeah, I, I think one of the things that is is underrated in in the after fifties world, and especially when you get to transitioning out of your career, is it's it's extremely easy for people who don't have a career, or maybe their their kids are grown and gone, um, to lose their sense of identity and their sense of purpose. And and hack, hack one in hacking life after 50 is about finding your purpose, understanding your purpose. And we give some pretty specific steps in there for how to identify what your purpose is in an after 50s life. And you think when you get to 60, when you get to 70, you know, and you, it's very easy to go, well, what, what am I doing now? Why do I get up in the morning? You know, that's a, that's a question. It's not new. We didn't make that up. People have heard that before. Um, uh, you know, Simon Sinek was famous for writing and doing the Ted talk all about your why, you know, Uh so that that's really important. And we like to give credit to people (laughs) that we mentioned in the book. Uh Um, but you know, I, I think it's really important in after fifties life to say, I still have purpose. You know, it doesn't matter if I don't have a career. Uh, it doesn't matter if my children are gone, you know, I, I'm an empty nester or whatever. I still have purpose. And it's really important to define what that is. And it, it doesn't have to be one thing or one specific thing. But and, and all of that is also attached then to what we call a momentum mindset. And we we want our readers to develop this mindset that they are still growing mentally, that they are intellectually that they uh, they still have purpose, that they they can still try things, that there is to, to, we need to avoid the sedentary life, right? Um, and you know, and, and do try things, be curious, you know, try things that you maybe didn't try before because you were so busy in your career. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably weren't always a podcaster, Tracy, right? right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, you, you weren't always a, a life coach and helping people in so many ways, you know. Um, so, you know, you, you have to develop that attitude of, of curiosity, uh, of, uh, of adventure, 
Uh, and, and we're just big believers in that. My co-author, Jim, and I talk so much in there about our own stories of things that we've done. I taught for 23 years as a classroom teacher, and uh, I left I, I left teaching and um, and I started a business, you know, and I and I was right almost 50. I was like 49 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are like, wow. I mean, I had friends are like, how could you do that? You know, and it's and starting a business is a risk, you know. <laughs> so I was like, well, wow, I, I can't imagine even what that would look like if I were in my 30s and you're almost 50 and you're gonna start something completely new. And you know, I, I I've done that and and I'm proud to say that we've done very well in the last decade. And uh I'm get, I'm starting a new business in addition to that now. And that is it's not so much by need as much as it's intellectual curiosity. Mm-hmm. And 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 wanting a sense of purpose and and wanting to help people. We talk a lot about you know gratitude and 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 um, and giving back. You know, uh, the, the, again, I, the the kind of stuff you're doing. I know I I, I heard an episode with, with um, of your show with your son, and I and I loved that. And you talked about how he's really interested in giving back and mm-hmm. you know just doing something that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of it, you know. So and yeah. and you know, you see me smiling, you know, it's joy talking about this stuff and doing it. It just brings joy. And again, joy, joy adds years, all this stuff, the physical, the mental, the emotional, that health, that a general well-being adds years to your life. You want to get to a healthy hundred, uh, put it all together. Yeah. Oh, well said, Mark. Well said. And I'm sure it is as beautifully written in the book, Hacking Life After 50. I truly think that this might be a great companion to those of you who have decided you want to become self-made. We yes. define being self-made as somebody who takes responsibility for their unintentional and their intentional results. And then second to that, they model that kind of you know, behavior, mindset, um, way of living for those around them. So they're, they're indirectly and directly teaching that way of living. And I think it's through that kind of dedication, commitment, and intentionality that, you know, the world is going to start to shift. And so I think what you're doing, um, isn't only applicable to those over 50, it for sure is applicable to anyone who wants to live a more rewarding life that of course is going to have that trickle down effect and impact other people's lives. So thank you so much for putting this out into the world and doing what you do alongside of all of the other things that you do. I really appreciate you taking the time being here on our show and sharing with our audience. Well, it's been a great pleasure. I I love what you do and uh, who knows, maybe we'll do it again someday in the future. Yeah, I was and, 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 and I just uh, hope your listeners all um, uh, even ahead of the book will will check us out at um, after50slife.com. We're we're all after50slife. Um, my co-author Jim Sturdivant and I. This is all we do now. Um, there's a Facebook page uh, after50slife. So, and again, it's not just for after50s. <laughs> yeah, we will definitely get it into the show notes so people can cool. easily find you. And then, uh, is there a date that the book is? You said mid September. Do you it, have it's. A- it, it, it's, uh, I think it's the week of the 11th. Um, great. Not nine, nine 11. <laughs> okay. I think it's that it's that week. I don't think yeah. it is on nine 11, but it's okay. That. Yeah. 
Excellent. Well, thank you again. We will get this in the show notes and I'm sure that you have just piqued the interest of a lot of my listeners. So thank I hope you. Again, so. Thanks, Tracy. Are you struggling to achieve your goals? Do you find yourself getting sidetracked by distractions and obstacles along the way? It's time to take control of your mind and harness the power of self-control with Mind Over Matter. This three-hour program is packed with practical strategies and techniques to help you overcome challenges, stay focused, and achieve your goals. With expert guidance and real-world examples, you'll learn how to train your mind to stay on track and avoid the pitfalls that can derail your progress. Whether you're looking to improve your health, build your business, or reach any other goal, Mind Over Matter is the solution you've been searching for. So why wait? Sign up now and start achieving the success you deserve. Go to www.selfmadeyou.com.